Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read, You Absolute Legends. This episode of the podcast, I'm chatting to Tony, who runs Shelf Help, which is one of the world's largest book clubs for self-help. In fact, the world's first self-help-only book club. If you enjoy this episode, let me know. Share it. Tell me. Tell a friend. Just tell someone. This podcast is sponsored, just before we get into it, by BetterHelp. And BetterHelp provide an online therapy service for millions of people all over the world. There's actually a study I've read on their website recently that was conducted by US College Berkeley in California about how effective BetterHelp and multimodal therapy can be, which just means online therapy. Some people are skeptical. They don't want to do it online. They don't want to do it in person. They don't really want to do it at all. I would just question the resistance. I'm not saying that everyone needs therapy, but probably most people can benefit from it. That's what I would say. If it's something you're considering, but just head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and you'll get 10% off of your first month. So it's there as a nice to have should you or anyone you know ever need it. It's changed my life. Hopefully, if you do go for it, it will change yours as well. I really do believe in the power of talking therapies and BetterHelp make that accessible and affordable. So that is betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read. And that is 10% off your first month. Now, let's get into this podcast and chat about some books. Tony, welcome to A Need to Read. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time today to come and talk about shelf help talk about you um and talk about all the amazing things you do for readers around the world so yeah thank you so much for your time and welcome oh thank you actually because um i'm very happy to be here because i've been in a real like autumn funk you know that kind of like new season pre-season just kind of trying to make me feel shake myself out of it so today's friday i've my cozy jumper on and i've got my posh coffee <laughs> and i was like Ooh. this all i want to do is talk about self-help so this is my dream dream friday oh. date really so thank you for having me on <laughs> oh well that's amazing then i definitely i feel that when the season changed like as soon as like i'm glad that it's not wet just yet but the fact that it's getting colder the fact that it's getting darker it's not good for my urge to just like sell everything and jump on a plane yeah I know I think this year it's been hitting a bit harder as well um, I was talking to Susie Redding who writes a lot about self-care um, and she is a big kind of advocate for obviously taking care of yourself and she said this time last year we were still in the kind of like let's just get through this but now this yeah. this year we're kind of like we, you run out of all you run out of that energy so with, with the combination of the change of the seasons and the kind of hibernation mode she's like it's a real thing <laughs> hibernation mode you do want to do less you do want to eat more you do want to you kind of like crawl away a little bit so it's about kind of um for me at least like ed you know now we're reading these books and learning this stuff it's like okay i'm i know i feel like this i'll kind of let i'll wallow in it i wallowed in it for like a week or so <laughs> a few days maybe and then i was like i know i need to get outside i know i need to journal i know i need to phone my friends and so it's kind of yeah this is it's a good it's a good practice right for using like putting into practice the stuff that that we read yeah 100 percent, and um let's let's just introduce who you are and what you do and then we'll, we'll come back to falling out of the habit of things so the idea of of shelf help how how long has that been going and, and actually for people listening what is it um so it was our fourth birthday in october so shelf help as a concept in the going for four four years uh it started i'm a journalist i call myself a, a recovering journalist now because <laughs> i worked for um 15 plus years at, uh at someone like the world's i suppose most 
infamous newspapers maybe I worked for the Sun for a long time and then I worked for the Mail Online so um, I've always been into kind of like capturing information telling stories um, yeah. interviewing people learning it's like it's always been something that I've loved to do and used to get paid to do um, and then I, I've kind of done that for a long time and I think I'd worked in a really kind of um, Mail Online is quite as anybody knows anything about that is it's a high pressure very high pressure environment it's like 24 hours a day pretty much you're, you're expected to be on and wow. I'd done it for a long time and I think I just I was kind of done um so I, so I don't know if it was I don't know if it was wise or not but I've kind of left with no plan <laughs> which was just like I need to get out of here and then I went from being in a very intense kind of job where I worked like 12 hours a day with people telling me what to do and kind of writing on demand and and being around all these people and kind of you know energy and uh, yeah like I said deadlines and pressure and then I was just sitting at home trying to be a freelance writer by myself and um yeah it didn't really go very well (laughs) (laughs) mentally I would say like at the time I just was like well this this obviously I made a terrible decision what a huge mistake this is awful but it's just because i I mean, I'm, I'm this, that was in my late thirties. So like kind of just, I'm 44 now. So I started shelf out when I was 40. Um, but this was probably when I was like 38 and I'd, and I'd got that far without actually ever spending really any time just by myself sitting there thinking about stuff. I just think yeah. I just made like a lot of people that I now meet through the, through my community and stuff. We all, we all, a lot of us do the same. We just kind of keep busy and we think that's great because that means we, you know, we're achieving stuff. So that means we must be having a good life, but actually I'd never really sat down to think about what a good life is or what I wanted from life. So I'd managed to, I mean, I had a, I was having a good time, you know, I kind of have great friends. I had like traveled a lot, all that kind of stuff, but um, sitting there by myself at home, I realized I didn't really know myself and actually I didn't really like myself. I didn't, when I started to, to, to figure out what I was doing and why and things like that. So um, then I started doing something I hadn't done for a long time and just picking up books because I used to read like mad. I used to love books and then life kind of just got in the way for like a decade or so. <laughs> and then, wow. um, yeah, I started reading books and uh, the story, the book, the first book that I really kind of, the first self-help book that I actually, because I think I picked up lots of them. Mm-hmm. And then they just didn't really hit home. I don't know if you have this feeling, but or yeah. you, you can resonate with this. But it's like it's not the right time, right? So you're reading it, and you're like, he's too shouty, or she's too soppy, or this makes no sense. And yeah. and then um, then there was a book by Paul McKenna, who I knew as a TV hypnotist, but it was called Change Your Life in Seven Days. And I literally found it in like a charity shop. It just like fell on the floor in front of me, and I picked it up. It's the and I was like, oh well, it's it's the universe now I know it's the universe at the time I was like it's one pound fifty and it came with um even came with a cd of meditations like this that's how old the book was um but I was and I was like okay change your life in seven days and it took me a year to read the book because every time I was reading it like with these like light bulbs like if it was a cartoon there would have been like fireworks probably going off around me and I was just like what 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 do you mean this is like I didn't really understand I didn't know any of this stuff and I got to the age of nearly 40 and not understood that the way I talk to myself in my head is affecting how I feel about myself and also that I could change that you know I'm in control of that and all of this stuff was so new so that really just led me that was like about four and a half five five years ago say that just led me on this path then of um, just kind of everything everything that was mentioned in the book I'd then go and explore in more detail I like, like you it's yeah. kind of you know you learn about one concept and there's so much stuff out there now that you can just you can get, you can just really like immerse yourself in it and, and I had a bit of time because I was freelance and yeah. I was working from home and um yeah so I suppose so I started reading shelf help uh, self-help 
<laughs> this is my this is my mission to get everyone to call it self help. Yeah. I started reading self help, and it just helped me a lot. And I started doing a lot of other stuff as well at the same time. Um, started going to kind of uh, talk therapy. Uh, went to Al Anon. Started going to some some support groups. Um, yeah. Started doing yoga. All like lots of different things. Trying out lots of different things, and then realizing that all of them worked in some way to make me feel better. I didn't really understand why or how, or whatever, but. At the time, all of these things were making me feel better, but it was the books that I was just really just like falling in love with and just and they were just they were literally changing my life, like saving my life, I would say. And so then I wanted to share. And um, my friends at the time were like, yeah, okay, we get that you've read this book, feel the fear and do it anyway. But we're not we've still got a busy life. (laughs) We're still doing stuff. And I was like, I need to meet meet some new friends that are into this stuff at the same level. So, yes. Shelf help. That's a very long answer to your question, but shelf help started just as a local book club, really, as a way to make friends and meet people and talk about these concepts I was learning through the self help books. And it's just kind of grown and grown from there. So it went from like a something I needed, like really to be honest, something I needed. And and obviously it's something a lot of people need because from from that little Chiswick book club where I lived in West London, um, and then I started an Instagram page just because that's a good way to, you know, kind of connect with people. Um, yeah, then organically people have just found us and it's just growing. And now people host their own shelf help meetups where they live or work or go to school. That's cool. Um, and yeah. And so that's for me now it's become it's become my job. It's my full time job and it's my you yeah. know, passion. Like I've got like a you know, my I feel like it's the fact that I can do it as a job. I feel so lucky and grateful for. But also I just feel a real kind of like. A real privilege and a real duty now mm. to be like if people need this stuff right so yeah um it's now becoming like we were we're i think we're the world's first self-help book club like officially all self-help oh, but cool. now it's also a platform so sharing content yeah. like um doing podcasts uh lots of instagram social media facebook group we've got a community like a kind of membership where we do zoom meetups um i oh, interview nice. experts on zoom yeah and so it's just like um you must feel this as well I just I just love it like this week when I like I said I was in this bit of a like I like I'm just a bit over everything and then I got to interview two people for my podcast one was in um Jess Jess is in uh Jamaica and Akeem is in Canada and these are two like people who've written brilliant books and have great lives and just chatting to people who live like that with like real purpose and real intention and uh, are doing what they're supposed to do just lights you up doesn't it as well so I think I've kind of shelf help has been what I've needed and every, and every stage I've kind of like grown along with it so it's just kind of um yeah it's just turning into this brilliant beautiful community and um hopefully resource for people that need it yeah yeah definitely it's it's there's a, there's a few things that I want to speak to and I'll go to for the most recent thing first is we are so inspired by story more so than we would be if I was like, hey, read books. They're good for you. And people are like, yeah, like I, I know it, but I'm not that bothered. But when you hear someone talk about it, when you hear someone like you talking about how you've turned like your life around and completely revamped everything from just having that like, oh, well, I suppose I'll pick this book up. It is amazing. Like the, the chain of events that can follow just picking up a book. And I often feel as like sometimes I'm like, it's what, I'm doing like even is is it necessary for me to be telling people to read books? I'm like, I don't know how I can convince people, but I'm like, I need to, 
And, and I think the best way is like show, showing people and getting stories from other people so that they can be inspired by it. Um, and the other thing was that you said about how you started reading or starting to evaluate how like your relationship with yourself. And I didn't really do that until I started reading. And now I think of the first like 24 years of my life. And I'm like, oh, come on, mate. Like there was a lot of disappointing times there when you should have behaved differently. And I, for a while, couldn't really get over that until I started learning about like self-compassion. So like taking the factors like, right, I'm learning what I should be doing now in life. I haven't done that in the past. Wow, I'm a prick. And then being like, oh, actually, you were doing the best that you can with what you had at the time and like being like a little bit softer with myself, which I think is, it tends to be a little bit difficult for people because we're, we're not used to treating ourselves like friends. We're not used to saying like, hey, come on, like read this book, just persevere for six hours, like see what you're going to get from it. It might mm -hmm. change things. You're doing really well, like you're actually putting the effort in. And we forget to say that stuff to ourselves and it, it sucks. And I think it puts a lot of people, it drives people to the point of, if I don't pick up a book now, things are going to get really fucking bad. And it gets into that like turning point. Mm. And it's, well, for um, loads of people yeah yeah sorry yeah. Ed. I was just gonna say for a lot of people I think they pick up they they go to self-help or they go to the groups or whatever at a crisis point don't they it's just like right <laughs> what like I don't know what to do something needs to change and usually it's that it's like something needs to change either like I don't know I've been I've been dumped I've lost my job my health is in like you know it's in dire straits yeah and but I think what hopefully what you and I are doing is using our experience and and leading by example and like what you do is it's so necessary because you're you you share your story and as you're reading these books you're applying it to your own life and that's the yeah. best that's the best kind of inspiration you anybody can have I think so I think what we're trying to do definitely what I'm trying to do is make people understand or help people not make yeah. <laughs> you will understand awesome. help people <laughs> understand that you don't need to be at breaking point to to, to think about your mental well-being or emotional yeah. well-being like when I was um sitting there you know freelancing just like going out so much because the only thing I knew what to do was to work and go out. And I was good at both those things. Stopped working, just started going out even more, harder, which is like the worst yeah. thing to do, obviously, until I kind of like started getting into this stuff. But like I would never have said then, oh, I need to think about my mental health. It was like mental health was just like this is like, you know, a few years ago as well. And I know it's changing now, but it's like the idea that like we all have mental health don't we? So it's like, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes for some people, it is very, it's very extreme and there's, there's extreme problems. But for most of us, it's on that kind of like, we're on that spectrum at all times. And one day you can wake up and feel different. We all know that. So I think just, just learning about yourself and working on yourself the same way as people go to the gym, because they don't go to the gym because they've broken their leg. They go to the gym because they want their body to be strong, to keep it strong and healthy and to keep feeling good. So reading these books as a kind of like a physio for your you know your heart and your head and so um that's that, that it, it's there's so much goodness that can be done before you get to that crisis point I think um that yeah. is really I just really want to make self-help cool like I want to make yeah. it and, and like I know as soon as you say that it's like oh it's not going to be cool if I say that but um we were in we were in an article about, of women's health this this yeah. month and it's the, the, the headline on the front cover is uh self-help 2021 makeover and I was like yes 
Okay. Yeah, nice. I'm going to take full credit for that. Obviously, it's not all us, but it's like, but the fact <laughs> that this whole this whole industry is like, you know, the self help industry is moving to, um, yeah, it's about helping yourself. But what yeah. I do and self help does, it's about we do self help plus friends. It's like you don't need to sit there and read these books and like be by yourself at crisis yeah. point. It's like why don't we all celebrate working on ourselves and celebrate getting a a strong head and a strong heart because there's like there's so much stuff you can do to do that like I you know the phrase um it's okay not to be okay and like yeah I know but it's like there's so much shit you can do to yeah. feel better so don't just be okay with not being okay like we all yeah. want to feel better than okay don't we and what I'm learning through these books and all these people we talk about and and what like not just books like is it it's like the podcasts the the courses the workshops all that stuff like there's loads of stuff you can do you can you can change how you feel yeah. Um, sometimes it takes longer than other times sometimes you know you you need to, you won't listen to it because you're not you're not there you're not ready for it but like just to know that isn't that really empowering rather than like my life sucks oh well yeah. just carry on with a sucky life yeah it's funny because like, like well it's not that funny but I was pretty depressed in September <laughs> and um I was reading through my journals the other day and obviously I've read hundreds of self-help books now and like I know so many things I often find myself really frustrated when it comes to the time that I have to call upon those tactics. Because I'd written in my journal, it was like, I can't really see a point where I'm just going to be happy again. Like, I suppose that's all right. I was like, oh my God, I wish I could have like gone there and been like, come on, mate. Like, it's <laughs> it's not that bad. And I can say that to myself because it's like, yeah, I won't be offended by that. But if, if, if I, from the future, was like, mate, it's literally, it's going to be fine in like a month you'll be all right mm. um things would have been a lot easier but like it, it's so hard to like call back on it when it's at that like time that you need it the most and that's why i think it's so important is you just have to read as broad as possible so that even if you think everything else you've ever read before is complete bullshit now there might be just one little nugget that's like oh that'll change my mind <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. It's like it's on repeat, right? All the all the all the crap stuff we've been telling ourselves for years has been on repeat, and that's why it's ingrained in us. That's like these limiting beliefs that you know. It's like there's a reason that I think I'm crap with money because I've told myself that for 20 years. Yeah. So I'm not just going to listen to one meditation and be like, amazing, I'm rich. Like it's kind yeah. of like I think the idea of um, like people say, oh, why do you need to read more than one self help book if they work? You would read one book and then you're helped. The end. It's like so well, naive. that's not the point, is it? <laughs> I know it's about like we keep kind of retraining our brain you know there's neuroscience behind this it's like we need to we're reshaping our brain every time we put good stuff in we're not like you can't necessarily suck the bad stuff out but you can change your brain and you can change your thought processes that eventually the grooves that are the the strongest and what you're listening to and hearing the most is the positive stuff but that's yeah. like consistency and that's why it's called the practice or whatever and back to your point about your journaling the brilliant thing about doing the journaling and stuff at the time sometimes like I do my like gratitude thing and it's like you know today is a nice day so but like when it's not a nice day you, you write your gratitude list and you'll be like oh does this I does is this even doing anything does it mean anything yeah. but now next time or maybe the next two times because it is going to happen again to you you know you go we'll go up and down like we all do you'll be like oh I remember that time this happened to me and I wrote in my journal and then a few months later I was like it's not that bad and it's like yeah. then you'll be you'll be able to um you know understand more that it's like it's about riding these waves isn't it which yeah. lots of people who 
are into like meditation and that mindfulness stuff it's like life happens moods happen shit happens that's that is life it's like it's all it's like the magic of life really um but it's like being able to have that I think what I'm aiming for in my life as well is like just being able to have that consistency of just like contentment whatever's going on and even if I'm not feeling super content in the moment knowing it will come back and there's things I can do to help it come back I think it's really important yeah as in like I think to 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 want the base level like you you have that as the average and I think I think it's about accepting the days where it drops below as just the days where it drops below and maybe it's a week or maybe it's two weeks but like we've all got pretty long lives out of us right so a couple of weeks isn't going to make that much of a difference um but it's interesting yeah. to say about the gratitude because I, I had a real issue with that when I um like I've been doing it for about two years and I often feel that it's quite forced um and I listened to a podcast with Andrew Huberman the other day I don't know if you've heard of him at all he's a, he's a Stanford professor neuroscientist and he's basically just bringing good science to the people simply explained at no cost at all mm. he's amazing and I absolutely love him and I wrote an email about this yesterday so he's basically saying that the writing down of gratitude is not the most effective practice that you can do the most effective way of making you feel grateful and like rewiring your brain is not to give gratitude for things that you have, but it's times when you've received gratitude. So when someone's been genuinely thankful for something that you've done, you call upon that time, you call upon like what you did, what, what it felt like when they thanked you, how like sincerely they were like really grateful for what you've done. And your mind, just thinking of that story for like 60 seconds to five minutes a day is like the most effective way of creating more gratitude in your life so i'm now on a mission to be like hey sorry everyone please stop writing it down (laughs) but i have to remember like it it definitely works for some people but i do think there are a lot of people out there who will be writing stuff down and this is one of the problems i find with the self-help industry is it some of the stuff doesn't work for everyone and Mm. people can feel a little bit broken if it doesn't work so when i've been writing down gratitude i'm like i'm so grateful I'm not dead. Uh, and then it just doesn't yeah. feel like it. But I think when you when you think back it. and you involve another person in it, a time that you've done something for someone else that they were grateful for, I think that fills you with a lot nicer feeling, especially when you're going into detail um, in the story of it. So if, if it ever gets to a time where you are struggling with your gratitude or just try try this practice out because I'm, I'm sure if you've been running this book club for four years and introducing people to self-help books you'll definitely have had people expressing their gratitude to you yeah yeah you're right <laughs> no and I think you're right it's about that um embodying it isn't it and feeling it yeah um, but I would suggest that even if you think it's not working in the moment it it, it think it, it's better than doing nothing for sure and like like I look back on my like lists and I'm like oh yeah that was a night it just tells me what I did yeah. that day almost you know grateful for yeah. somebody made me a cup of tea or whatever but um yeah I interviewed David Hamilton Dr David Hamilton recently and he's all about mind body connection and he talks yeah. about uh he trained as a as a, um, a scientist and he used to and he learned a lot by the placebo effect and he was yeah. like when he learned about that he was like right so you can give someone something that's not actually a drug but it may it physically will make them feel better because their brain yeah. is so strong and he's now taken that and he applies it to 
um well to, he, he talks about that and he writes those books about it but he's uh, a lot about kindness kindness yeah. like, as your point earlier kindness to yourself and kindness to other people and he's like when you are physically receiving kindness or giving a kindness there's physical there's you know physiological changes in your body you can't be stressed and be kind at the same time like you just can't like your body can't do yeah. it so it's like they're the opposite they're the actual like they're the polar opposites to e each other so it's like the kind of the gratitude or the kind of accepting a kindness from somebody he's like that is your, your the, the chemicals rushing through your body they're gonna even if right in that moment you're still not you know you kind of you still think that doing a good gift like a good deed for someone you know it's like you're kind of is it forced it's like oh I'm just doing this because I want to make myself feel better it will make you feel better yeah. <laughs> in the end because yeah. ultimately you are doing yeah you are kind of again it's retraining your brain it's kind of and it's putting yeah. things into action isn't it it's practices it's like it's See, doing I, I almost disagree well I, I do disagree to some extent I'm sorry to interrupt this podcast but I got to pay the bills and I've got a question for you how are you managing your stress and your anxiety how are you improving your focus if you're not doing it then I've got a suggestion for you meditation it has transformed my life i've done it every day for the last 588 days on the app headspace who are very kindly sponsoring this episode of the podcast our thoughts can be confusing enough and meditation seems miles away for some people not something they want to add into their daily routine well it is one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world proving that meditation works and just two weeks of headspace can reduce your stress by 14 percent i can vouch for that i turn to their sos meditation sometimes just for a quick five minutes in the day i'm doing half an hour every single morning you can try it out for free for one month by heading to headspace.com slash need to read you get one month for free of their entire meditation library so that is the best headspace offer available right now so go to headspace.com slash need to read today that's headspace.com slash need to read let's get back to the pod i almost disagree well i i do disagree to some extent because so you you know when you're writing down your things where you're trying to change the like medial prefrontal cortex which is the part of the brain that gives context. So maybe I've misconstrued what you said a little bit, but for me, if I'm writing something and I'm forcing it, like I know I'm lying. And even if I don't mm. in, in this like level, like the part of my brain that adds context is like, you liar. I'm not giving you what you need from this. I think, I think we underestimate the power of our brains, like on the subconscious level in terms of like when we lie to it, it's like, yeah, don't you think I know that? you're lying to me. I am you. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what Andrew Huberman said. So my mind only changed on that yesterday, even though I've often thought like I'd, you just can't fit a square peg in a round hole and you're just there like, well, like some things are all yeah. right. I wouldn't go as far as gratitude, but things aren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and you are right that the, the, same, the same things don't work for everybody, which yeah. is, um, and across like that's, you know, works for everything. It's it? the same. <laughs> the same as I know why can't we just read that one book and be fixed but that's yeah. the beauty of it all you know it's like actually and you know when you learn about uh I don't know like being so strength and fear and courage and bravery these things like all these like I suppose strength and courage so they're the two characteristics that we all think we would like to have like you only get those things when you push yourself past the limit of this doesn't feel great 
yeah that's that like that physically like when you're making muscles your body only gets stronger when you push it past the comfort zone your brain only actually gets stronger when you push it past the comfort zone so it's kind of doing these things consistently and understanding that guess what sometimes it's it's actually good to feel a bit weird and a bit like oh this is making me feel nervous this is making me feel scared I know that's different than being in that, that kind of depressive state and the not grateful state but to understand that these are all emotions and they're just and they're and they're just like a range and like we'll feel them all at different times I think before for me I was very like not into feeling full stop yeah. <laughs> like that was just like oh no that's for losers I don't want it I don't need to do that I don't want to do that I'm just happy and busy and yeah and I, I also was chasing this like high octane yeah. like super happiness the whole time like I was always the one that like go to loads of festivals and on the Sunday night it would be like let's go for it and everyone else is yeah. like no we've all got life to go back to but for me it was like you know I, I did and I've got a good life but I still am busy in this kind of zone of like oh, I just want to be kind of like, yeah, I don't want to be feeling real life and normal stuff and like boring things. Let's just always be like this kind of going for it. And yeah, yeah learning about feelings and sitting in your feelings and stuff. And then, so what? that's one thing is like, oh, right. So now I need to learn about feelings. And it's like, oh, now I need to learn the bad feelings, not bad, maybe yeah. uh, feelings that I don't love, you know, the kind of like not the desirable. worst feelings. Undesirables. <laughs> exactly. Feelings that I don't feel serve me so well. Yeah. I, oh, so then I have to uh, I have to sit with them as well because they've got something to teach me. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's like that's less fun. <laughs> and then yeah. and if you kind of like unpeeling those layers, and it's like, yeah, sometimes I like to talk, I talk about let's celebrate self-help, let's, you know, it's like support everyone working on each other. Sometimes it is pretty like it's pretty tough, isn't it? And it's kind of yeah. and you have to. But to put peeling back those layers is almost like what you need to do to move forward in lots of areas of your life, I think. So like we talked a bit before about when people have that crisis point, it's like you can't just read one book and, and feel better forever. Yeah. Like maybe you'll feel better in the day. Like, And for lots of people, you read that one book and then you have that light bulb moment. You're like, this is going to change things. And like yeah. you said about me, so I pick up that one book from that one book. It led me to like thousands of different authors and experts and thoughts and learnings and from that yeah. led to shelf help and now thousands of people are coming to shelf help and then they're doing it to their communities and that's like that's kind of how it that's progress isn't it and that's yeah that's that's for me that's moving forward in the best way yeah definitely I, I love the fact that you're like bringing people together with it because it, it can be or can mm. definitely feel like quite a lonely thing to be into it just sitting yeah in the book um and I've I like I've tried to have book clubs before. I've 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 tried like one on Patreon, tried one on like Facebook, and I just I thought my time management's pretty shit, so I couldn't couldn't really be bothered. And I am quite introverted, so as mm. much as I like feel the loneliness of of kind of working on myself, I'm just not that like bothered about having that like proper people that I go and see and talk about it because I'd just mm. be knackered and it sucks yeah. because like I'd love to with people that listen to the podcast like I'm I'm gonna start pushing myself out there a little bit more because because that discomfort thing is I might end up actually even enjoying it god forbid um <laughs> so like doing like a meet up for people that listen to a need to read is like something that I'll be doing in the future um but yeah I just think that running a book club's not a small task is it no, it's not. And which I, I really, really, yeah, I appreciate you saying that because it really isn't. And um, it sounds like 
I've, it's taken me ages to work out to how to say what I do without it sounding like really kind of like for me like that it's very, very unimportant it's like oh I run a book club it's like oh that's cute you know it's like that's a hobby kind of thing to do but it's just like you know then I'm like it's a social impact book club it's a well-being global community like what is it and it's like oh well it's like it's a self-help book club that has yeah. turned it has gone, gone global basically but it's like running any kind of club or making any kind of community is it's about showing up it's like it's literally yeah. like I, like the first few I did like I did one loads of my friends came to it because I gave them all wine and it was a new thing and it was like you know that's fine we'll all go to this this thing that Tony's doing yeah after three or four of that your friends kind of get bored and they've got their own stuff to do especially on a Monday night which is when I this is when we do a book club yeah. and it's, um and so they, I did one when like no one came I did one where just my mum came I did yeah. I've done one where like the people came and it wasn't what they wanted so they left and so it's like all the and so to kind of push through that it's been it's amazing it's a massive learning experience for me yeah, because I think like I, I actually am good. I'm a connector of people. I'm very like sociable and I like bringing people together, but yeah. I'm not very good at necessarily being the, the leader of the group. I'll kind yeah. of like do the invites, kind of bring people together. I love introducing friends. I've got a big, massive family. I'm very, I'm very comfortable in like a room. This might be your worst nightmare, but if you put me in a room with like a thousand people, I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy. I'll go and like make friends and I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm cool to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask me to stand up and talk about what I do or talk about myself and what I do, I'd be, I, I don't want to do that. Oh, see, so I'm kind of, that. it's like, I completely really? just take myself out of like, I can, I can do public speaking quite well in front of, well, anyone really. I'm not that wow. bothered about it. Um, That's so interesting then, isn't it? And like, but it's the, the one-on-one -on -one maybe, or the more intimate. Well, it's just the one-on-one. -on -one. It's like, it's not that like I don't really enjoy it. It's just like, can I be bothered? And it's, it's, it, I know it drains me after a while, but yeah. if you catch me in a conversation with a couple of people that I like want to speak to or by chance have spoken to and, and I'm like engaged in the conversation, like that's the type of conversations I love is like the one-on-one -on -one or like two-on-one, three-on-one kind of small group mm. things. I definitely couldn't do like a, a big group. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I, yeah. I think that was one of the things that I reading has like really helped me accept about myself. Yeah. Because I used to think that was just such a like a problem. So I'd force myself out. I'd drink loads. I don't really drink anymore because I realized like that's what I was drinking for mm. was to, to feel comfortable, yeah. which I was like, oh, I don't really think that's a good enough reason for me. <laughs> no, you're right. That's totally yeah. right. Well, I realized that because I was always the last one at the party, but I was always saying to people at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whenever I'm like, what's your five year plan? <laughs> and so I realized the reason that I'm still the reason I'm out all the time and I want to like connect with all these people and strangers I don't know and buying them shots and then talking about like what do they want to do with their life it's like oh because actually that's what I'm interested in and yeah. I want to learn I want to get that from other people maybe we should do an event together I'll do the yeah. I'll be the organizer and I'll get you on stage and then you do the yeah, thing absolutely love that. a good combination yeah definitely <laughs> it'll be like an MC I'll be my dream yeah. <laughs> I've, um, I'm, I'm also like waiting one day hopefully I'll do some maybe I'll have to go to university and do some studying but to get a TED talk so I can be like yeah I've just done an Ed talk I feel like I was born for yeah. that That's, that was why I was given the name um, It'll happen. but also I could it's be completely deluded when you put me on in front of a stage like maybe I'll choke who knows but I feel, I, in my head currently I'm believing in myself so <laughs> um, yes but good, I, would, I, I would definitely love to do an event in the future i think that would be great and it would push okay, me out there because right. i have to talk to some people 
we'll do that exactly brilliant well let's do um, it and the thing is because you're talking about what you love and what you know this is why your podcast is so great because it's like thanks. it's you're it's, you're so passionate about it and you're knowledgeable about it so there's nothing to feel nervous about right yeah oh that's a, like I've, I've done a couple of corporate events recently just about trying to get people into reading and I've, i was really nervous about it before i was doing it. i was avoiding planning it's a tough it. crowd it is a tough crowd especially because like i have a potty mouth and I'm not corporate at all. Um, <laughs> I, but my sister was like, who knows the most about what you're going to talk about? And I was like, oh yeah, it's me. Like, even if I mess yeah. up, they're not even going to know. Um, and that's, that's always advice. quite a liberating well, good thing. Question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you have little sections where people will meet up in different countries and we have like a lot of Irish listeners on a need to read. Are there like dotted about in cities all over the world? Well, um, COVID, this thing called COVID oh. happened. So unfortunately that killed my, uh, not killed, it kind of put put the growing of, I call them hosts. So we have local hosts. So just before yeah. the pandemic, we had 30 meetups. So I think our 30th meetup was about to start in Paris. And so there, so we had one that's going to start in Dublin and we have wow. Paris, we've got LA, we've got uh, loads in London, Essex, all like so, uh, and then COVID. And then we just, everything, all of that had to stop. Um, and then we kind of, and then I had to create something online because as a, as a, as a kind of response to a need, really, like I'd started yeah. trying to think about how I could do memberships for people because there were lots of people that would, they want to be, they'd want to be involved, but they don't live anywhere near me or don't live anywhere near another host or whatever. So I was, I'd been playing already with like online courses and stuff like that. Just, I didn't know anything about all that. And then, and then COVID and then what uh, what the people in the community needed was somewhere to go every week and just talk about how like what the what the fuck's going on basically yeah. and so we tried loads of different ways we did it on facebook we did it on um like hangouts all the different stuff eventually settled on like a weekly zoom where we talked about the book but we also just checked in with each other yeah. and that now has become a product that's like this is our membership and this is and this is people from all over the world log on to every Monday night or every other Monday night at the moment and um and we're all reading the same book so this is it so it's this has become something it was obviously it was something that I needed to do and learn to do anyway and I just had to learn a lot quicker <laughs> and yeah. and and because there was this real need for it and people were like and were helping me kind of co-create this like people that needed it were saying we'd like it if we did it like this or this works That's this amazing. doesn't like my community are very good at telling me when something doesn't work like, sometimes yeah. I get I get feedback on like an Instagram post saying well that didn't work and I'm like I didn't ask for the feedback but thanks I appreciate it and yeah. it's like and it's because it's like with this kind of like family I suppose but so yeah. but now because we um because the world is opening up again then face-to-face face-to-face meetups are what people love like that and like I, I know I understand what you're saying about the accountability for you is not it's not you don't need that to read you're you're, you're you love reading and you yeah. love your own company but lots of people do and really yeah. um, benefit fit from an accountability partner an accountability meeting you know 100 percent. like the in podcast our podcast is my accountability yeah. partner like that's that's yeah. what keeps me going in times of like i can't be bothered because they, they happen often yeah exactly <laughs> and you put them in the diary and you you twice a week you have two podcasts every week and mm-hmm. i listened to um, an interview you did with the guy the indistractable in indistractable oh uh, yeah guy, near, near Real, yeah yeah, and you were talking to him, and you've said today a few times as well about how you 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 kind of like should be doing more stuff, or you're kind of, and you're talking to him about how you procrastinate, but you you, yeah. you put out so much stuff, like your your content is, you keep doing it, and and I think the fact that you've got, I was like, I'm like taking a lesson from you, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to do a newsletter every Friday, and I'm going to say mm. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to put it out there rather than just when I feel like it or have time. So you've made yourself accountable because you're obviously 
good at that that's like how you how you work yeah I'm pretty awful to myself like if I don't do stuff I'm like wow you are a real piece of shit for not doing that like that was really easy could have done it and I'm working on that I'm really working on that (laughs) but like I have to do stuff I feel like I really am making up for lost time which is such a weird feeling um and I I've realized recently I do do a lot of work like putting out two episodes a week isn't just like 20 minutes in an hour and yeah. p- post on Instagram every day isn't just like five minutes all gone. Um, and I'm starting rewriting my book as well, which has started to take a little bit more of a priority because I've just realized how much work I've got to do um, to make it good. <laughs> Cause currently yeah. it's not, um, which is, is a but weird thing. And I, I think it would be maybe easy for you to feel similar is that like you maybe don't do you, give yourself enough credit for the work that you do. Cause like, I th- you know, I said, Oh, it takes a lot of work. You're like, thanks. Like it must not be something that you get that often. Cause you probably give people the impression yeah. that it's quite a DOS, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I've got my parents are living with me at the moment cause their house is being, they've got a new house. It hasn't been built. And because yeah. I work from home and I'm doing stuff like this, like they did to come home and they're just like, are you going to do any work today? Like, that's yeah. what I'm doing <laughs> or I'm on the phone or I'm like yeah I'm like on a zoom oh, my mum wondered in before she was like I thought you were just tidying your room and I'm like yes because I'm going to be on an interview this is my job <laughs> so if my family think that then yes the rest of the world probably do think that I don't know but um I do get a lot of uh I try and do like we did a big birthday party for shelf helps for I always do like I love celebrations I love parties yeah. I love getting people together so for me COVID was like but fourth birthday party we did a real like um uh, like a celebration and we had a really kind of like a nice brunch and like so we did like self-help games games and then we had cocktails and stuff and there were so many people there was so and to see actually people like in the flesh and they were thankful and one of my members maria just stood up and said you don't know what you do for everyone like i talk about the ripple effect so for me the ripple effect is i it hopefully inspire someone to host a meetup where they live in dublin say and then they'll people that come to their meetups will be inspired to make some changes to themselves and in the world around them so I'm very much about you know be the change you want to see make yourself feel better everyone around you will start to see that and feel better so I think that's the ripple effect so for her to say that to me it really uh yeah it really like struck home and I was and I was really like I loved to hear in that because yeah you don't you don't hear it that often it's like because I, I'm like think validation's are... a bad thing and it's not we need it we yeah. need other people yeah. to tell us that what we're doing is all right <laughs> Yeah, but I don't get, I also don't get that many people telling me I'm doing anything wrong, which, right. uh, which I'm very grateful for, but like, you know, trolls and stuff like that. Like, uh, I mean, I'm just, I don't, I'm not that, I'm not that, I suppose, visible apart from to our, my community and my community is a, is a really nice crowd. So when I said yeah. about corporate crowd being a tough one, like all my business minded friends of which I have lots, they're like, you need to get into the corporate market. That's where all the money is. And I'm like, yeah. people at work don't want to sit there and talk about their best selves with next to their boss, really yeah. like apart and, you know, not in a work capacity. So but that's what we kind need of to learning. We need to <laughs> yes, get you're right. to do that. So, Imagine the like strength and relationships, the, like they'd be mm. better workers i know that's not the actual aim like their lives would be better but if everyone got along at work or could understand why they didn't like each other and could work around that relationship it'd be so Mm. much better and i just feel like i when i was like working in the corporate environment there were so many stumbling blocks that like i I don't know it just sucks i'm not very good at being managed 
<laughs> even by myself <laughs> <laughs> well I think I'm really good at deadlines and so now I find it hard and now, hard now to kind of manage myself so it's like like we were saying earlier and I was saying oh you know I know I need to get so this morning I woke up early did an Instagram workout had a walk outside did my lemon water did my journaling and it was like before before nine o'clock and I was like yes winning winning at life but actually you completed the Instagram this, checklist uh. <laughs> I completed the checklist and I didn't even tell Instagram so did it even happen I don't know <laughs> but then and then but then I have this and then actually the rest of my day is like I have to organize all my day so that podcast yeah. that you did about the time management um and the not getting distracted was brilliant for me because I'm now starting to do that I I love a to-do list oh my god I have to-do lists of to-do lists of to-do lists and but actually saying, well, I'm going to spend two hours on this part. I'm going to spend two hours on content. I'm going to spend two hours on community. But I'm one managing it. Like I'm the boss of yeah. me. So if I decide to like, like say screw it, I'm not going to do it. Then it's actually yeah. what I think I'm finding like the mental energy of motivating yourself all the time and doing it all yourself. And then like and and yeah, when you when you are leading a community, because I'm having to step into this leadership role, which isn't really I don't think is my natural state but I feel very yeah. much like I'm called to do it and it's important to do it and it, I'm creating something great so I yeah. need to represent myself well and I need to grow the community and I need to learn all this stuff but it's like yeah it's a bit it can be a bit um like you said a bit lonely sometimes because yeah. everyone is like well you must have the answers because you're pulling this together and like you're turning up every Monday and hosting it and everything and I am but it's like Sometimes it'd be nice if someone else just said, this is what you need to do for the next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get get yourself like a, a virtual assistant. But I, I imagine you probably wouldn't rel- relinquish control to someone else. It's a, it's a, it's a dangerous thing to get being self-employed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, growing pains. That's, that's what we call it. Um, so out of o- over the four years, what would you say are your three, not favourites, because mm. I know it honestly would be like picking... I don't know, Picking something that's hard child. to pick. Yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I don't have kids, so I don't care. I'll just like have books instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you just um, have to like rack your brain about the books. So yeah, like what what, what are your favourites and what, what are the ones that have shaped you? I've got this you little pile for you, here. which anyone, Lovely. anyone, this is, these are the, the books we've read this year in the in the community. So start, I thought, so starting with Atomic Habits, James Clear, we started, did that January last year. We do one every yeah. two, two months. Then we did Self Care for Tough Times, Susie Redding. Uh, because that was like uh this is um, a great book because that was about like it was like March April so it was when we were still in like that pandemic fatigue and like oh what's happening with our you know everyone homeschooling people having like still on furlough all that kind of stuff then uh how to do the work by Dr Nicole LaPera how did you Um, find the holistic um, how did you find that so I I read it it was just after I'd spent about I think I'd done a month off of the podcast recorded an episode like a full episode and videoed it and everything listened back through it I was like oh nah not doing it I don't really mm. care enough about this book to talk about it even though I know okay. it was good I just like mm. I, I'd probably need to read it again to feel confident in getting the message across yeah well I would I would suggest maybe there's some resistance there um, yeah yeah there is <laughs> what are you resisting in this but book? also i mean it digs also, is it there you got it yeah 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 <laughs> well i'm that. right next to the orange books <laughs> um, of course it's it's one of those things is like is it resistance or just are you just not that interested in it that's a question i ask myself quite often because i i, yeah. I went through a stage of being like oh is this resistance what am i resisting what am i resisting i'm like <laughs> actually you can't just be resisting everything like some stuff just maybe doesn't sit right 
And that's the kind of thing I'm like, I'm coming to understand because I've been very excited by books before where I'm just like, I take mm. it on. And I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love to like believe this. And then all of a sudden I believe it. And I'm like, oh, actually that's pretty far off, off of the mark. Yeah. And I, th- I think there's a lot of stuff about, I just don't understand the inner child bit, basically. But you I think that just speaks, in any other that, books. That probably speaks to my privilege. So I'm, I'm painfully aware of that. But she 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 spoke about that quite a bit in the book, didn't she? About yeah, yeah. She I know talk about I know that. that was all right. Yeah, the thing is, maybe like you said earlier, like um, different different styles and different lessons and different method methodologies and all that kind of stuff will speak to different people. Maybe yeah. she is just not your not your person. So yeah. Nicole is the, uh, the holistic psychologist on Instagram. So she's mega on Instagram yeah. because she kind of breaks things down into like, she talks a lot about trauma, like childhood trauma, like to inner yeah. child. And so it's but this book and her work is all, a lot of it is psychology based, isn't it? So it's all about yeah. unpicking things from, things from your childhood so it's like it's very much like I would say it's kind of like it's traditional kind of talk therapy in book form so it's it's not it's not this is not she is and it's not a fun read necessarily great I um I think that speaks as well to the type of therapy that I have I have a compassion base which is just more like present focused and like cool what's helpful now Mm. um but that is again like because things in my childhood were like actually pretty sweet it was just an adult yeah. where I <laughs> lost my way <laughs> amazing <laughs> I, I, I had to say well, that's that very self-aware <laughs> I was that's like very you know self-aware. it's not your fault I was like you know that I have to do all this work like I just need you to know you didn't do it <laughs> oh that is, well that's super self-aware isn't it like Nicole's like she's a New York shrink and that yeah. is a very specific style of yeah like you say it's that kind of like traditional Freudian Jungian psychology um the next book we did was called Happy Sex Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett who um so obviously they're two totally different styles so this is what so in the book club I think what people really tend to love is that we'll do a book like this and, and people will read it and be like and then at the end they'll say that is that was not for me I took one thing from it though so it's all right you know or and they tried or it. they were like I they tried it and or it, it like kind of like planted a seed or it kind of um cemented something else they were learning so happy sexy millionaire I chose because that was like July August and it's summertime nobody wants to be doing the work in summer necessarily <laughs> we've got better mm. things to be doing hopefully but so this was I thought was a bit more like Stephen's story he's very different he's like under 30 almost billionaire probably um his story you know he was like uh dropped out of school he's gone on to like do all these amazing stuff the youngest ever dragon on dragon's den black yeah. guy now living in New York born in the UK so quite a lot of my book clubbers are uh, middle-aged white women. So they're a bit like, how am I going to relate to this story? But they loved it. They loved yeah. it because he's, um, he's like you, he's like, he reads loads, he's applying loads. And he's like, and he does say now he's a millionaire. He's like, you don't need any money to be happy, which is like, well, it's great when a millionaire tells us that, right. It's like, it's great when a monk says you don't need to just sit in an ashram and, you know, to be yeah. peaceful. But so a lot of the criticisms at the beginning. So when we do our first meetup, I'm always like, what do we think about the book choice? And it's like, yeah. I, you know, I, I can take, I can take it. I just, I chose this book for me or, and because I think yeah. some of you guys will like it and it's going to give you a different perspective. It's like, you know, a lot about perspective. And that was a big criticism. They're like, what's a millionaire going to teach me about my life when, you know, what, I, what I'm worried about paying the bills or I'm worried I'm going to get made unemployed. I'm worried about my kids going to school or whatever. But actually, because his, his style, I really resonate with his style, which is very like, don't feel sorry for yourself. Just change it. And if you can't change yeah. it, you change your attitude. 
And it's like, yeah. I like that. Like I like Tony Robbins. I like that kind of like, which lots of people don't necessarily. Um, but like I said to you before, the kind of it's okay not to be okay. It was like, yes, it is okay. But do you want to be a happy, sexy millionaire? Well, then you need to like do some stuff to like, yeah. get out of that not okay zone. So yeah, so that's what they were two different ones. Have I got time to talk through the next yeah. two? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like to, yeah. Yeah. We got back. Well, you'll like this one because this is this is orange. This is orange. So it matches like orange the. Uh, so this is your mental health, health workout. workout, and this was our um, September October book, and that's Dr. Zoe Aston. And um, I love this because as we talked about earlier, like about the idea that working on your emotional well-being and your mental well-being it's why don't we think about it like our physical well-being so yeah. zoe um she is a she's a psych, psychotherapist uh, but she also has a real interest in fitness so she works with like barry's boot camp and now they do a legs day an arms day an abs day whatever and they do a mind day with her so it's like oh, so cool. they're kind of like so which i think is brilliant so they're kind of like um what she's doing is using the metaphor of so if you like if you want to get bigger arms there's maybe things you would do every day to work on that yeah. So she's like, if you want to be healthy, she says, I want your brain to be a healthier, happier place to be. And she yeah. shares like, um, it's called a five week program, but really it's stuff that you, you, you wouldn't necessarily read it all and then do it all in five weeks, but yeah. it's just, it's bringing things into your life. Like a weekly workout could, um, one of them is social connection. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, so the first, the first one is a therapeutic space. She's like, it's really important that everybody, it doesn't have to be therapy as such, but where is your space where you can talk to someone who doesn't, yeah. isn't going to judge you, just isn't going to try and fix everything, but that you can just share something. And that could be uh, like, for, it's, it could be our book club, for instance, because yeah, that's yeah. a space with like-minded people all in the same zone. It could be at your therapist. It could be a support group. Um, yeah. It could be just a friend that you have as an accountability partner or you know or a mentor so and that's one mindfulness is one of the daily workouts um yeah exercise she talks about exercise as well so like like we were talking before about that mind connection she's like exercise you know when you exercise it does things to your how you feel yeah, obviously 100%. Like, and you know if we I know don't that move, don't we like it's not good yeah so, so you know that so this book is good for anyone that needs to like wants to know like the science behind it so yeah um she also talks about there's i learned something brilliant in here which is um when you're doing exercise and when you're kind of like in that zone of just basically like your body's just kind of not trying to survive but it feels like it to me but it's just like just get through you know get through that next mile or whatever on the on the treadmill then yeah. your brain changes a bit so you can't just be thinking about whatever you've been worrying about for the last what you know your kind of brain switches twitches up and it helps you process things and maybe you'll come up with a solution because when you're yeah. just like i don't know if you this is used to be me before before i started doing all this stuff it still is sometimes i'm just in my head so much it's like there's that one thing i just can't get out of my head and i'm like you know you kind of you think about a conversation you're going to have with someone and you're, you know how they're going to answer and you know what that's yeah. going to mean and it's like you know you don't you don't know that <laughs> so yeah. either have the conversation or just stop thinking about it and it's like so the, the idea that so a lot of this is kind of like it's small I, I easy free you. things you have I got something for you on that so <laughs> okay if, if on. you are one of those people who predict future conversations and the, the like the, so one much. of the first things my therapist ever said to me she was like oh and how many times you've been right about those particular like types of conversation I was like oh never Never no, I'm always wrong actually. Um, but a really nice way of doing it is just to like remind yourself that you're the one making it up. So you can just change the characters, just be like Shrek and Fiona are having this conversation and just think about that. And it's so it's so weird to do and it feels like just a bit odd, but it just puts you back in control because you're like, Oh yeah, it doesn't have to be me having that conversation. Oh, that doesn't 
I don't have to think about this. It's going to be t- yeah. like, tough and it takes like a little bit of time, but it's so much funnier when like Shrek's <laughs> telling you off or telling you he hates you like than, than it is someone that you love or someone that you like. <laughs> yeah, I love that as well, because it's like if you're making it up, then you might as well make it up in your favour. Yeah, make than... it cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a great outfit and get exactly yeah, yeah. what I want from the result. I like that. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's just one more book from this pile. So when is this going out? I don't know. Is it December? Uh, November, December? Week. <laughs> whenever it gets around to it well so with this we're reading the alchemist at the moment which is a classic paolo coelho so i think it's 35 years old maybe um so this is our november december book of the moment because uh, so it's fiction so i've only ever yeah. done and um, the only other fictional book we've done is the monk who uh, sold his ferrari for oh, robin yeah. sharma um because like i feel like you know this yeah, so this is a fable yeah. and it's about, yeah. uh, so it's, it's called an allegory where it's like there's a deeper hidden meaning. But yeah. this is this book, uh, I think fiction's good for this time of year because everyone, like, so summer, I find people are busy and doing stuff. And then Christmas time, you know, November, December, it's like, it's it's, it's the wrong time of year, I think, uh, for me anyway, it is. Uh, and it's my book club. <laughs> so yeah. it's the wrong time <laughs> of year to be like delving into your inner child, maybe when you're just about to go yeah. home and meet, see your parents who you haven't seen for a while. So it's like, reading and I think people are feeling it's it's refreshing for like our book club so you know, good, we, we book. read a book every do you like it I loved it oh good well I think uh for loads of people they've either got a copy kicking around or their mum's got a copy or their yeah. friends you know they it's been in it's probably in your life in some capacity and you've yeah. either read it once or have been meaning to read it so when I, I always announce it, like on the first of the, the month we announce it on Instagram and Facebook and newsletter and stuff and on Instagram it was everyone was like I've got that. I've been meaning to read it. And I'm yeah. like, well, this book is about following signs. So this is the, the algorithm and the alchemist. Yeah. Very similar yeah. kind of thing. Have you, what, what <laughs> have you the taken signs. from it so far? Uh, my my favorite bit is the is the, the reframe. So our this this our shepherd boy goes on an adventure and he's decided to follow, he's following his heart, following his heart. Right, it's all it, that main I think theme of the book. But he gets robbed early on in his adventure and all of his life savings are gone. And there's a quote and he says he realized he could sit there and think, oh, I'm a poor victim of a crime or I'm a, I'm a, an adventurer on a quest. And this is just yeah. part of the journey. And so I think that as I read that. Um, Squarespace lost half of my website on the first day of like launching nice. the new book and and the membership and you know all the stuff that you like so I'm like I build up to it for a week and then it just disappeared for four days and oh, so it's beautiful it's just, isn't so, it the stuff does I, that <laughs> so I had I so I was just I'm like trying to do the self-help thing of like what's life trying to teach me now <laughs> what, what why have I have I called this in is, is this the law of attraction and then I read that in this and I was just like do you know what just part of the journey and one day yeah. when when oprah is talking about the book club i'll be like well there was that one time when squarespace lost the website but you know it's okay <laughs> yeah and also like let's not pathologize tech fucking up <laughs> yeah because <laughs> we because i think it, it's quite an easy thing to do is to be like yeah maybe it was karma what have i done <laughs> you're racking your brains exactly. and it just gives gives you a real bad time yeah i um the alchemist i think was probably one of the first fiction books i'd read since like maybe when i was in school mm. and i just love the fact that he gets to a place something fucks up and he's like oh i'll just stay here for six months yeah and it's just like that's that's just how it happens it's like the the destination is over there but like there are lots of places you can stop on the way 
And even if you're just forced to stop, like you'll still have a good time or learn something useful. So like anything that's happened in my life or if I've gone somewhere, I'm like, actually, this isn't permanent. I can do whatever I want. I can be Santiago the shepherd boy. (laughs) You can. And that's about like, I think that's about acceptance, isn't it? Like, like, yeah, various points of the journey. It's about acceptance because obviously we read a book like that. It's a fable. There's the ending and you kind of like, ah, that's why that happened. That's why that terrible thing at the time seemed like a terrible thing, but that changed the direction. And so for all of us, like, you know, to like imagine, so that's like the hero's journey, all those kind of any stories that are like that. I think we love because it's just like, when you like, when you do, is it Steve Jobs, isn't it? It says when you, when you connect the dots backwards, you can see why things happened yeah. or not necessarily you don't need to you don't need to believe um that things happen for you not to you you don't even need to believe yeah. that but you can see how things would have led on to something better yeah or would have led on to something different and then it's your kind of I suppose it's your responsibility and your opportunity to be like well this is a situation I find myself in now and like the biggest lesson that we learn in every book the biggest lesson in the book club is you can't choose what happens, but you can always choose your response, whether that's yeah. your emotional response, whether like you say, I can choose to be like, oh, I'm going to be here, but I'm going to, I'm going to remind myself it's not forever, you know, and I can yeah. choose to be here and be happy in the moment, or I can choose to be here and be grumpy and just miserable. And it's like, well, which version of you would you rather hang out with? Like, you know, yeah. it's like, that. it's always your choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, I'm like, when it gets to the time, of of me being sad i'm so like philosophical about it i'm like i don't even mind that i'm sad even if even when i'm at a point where i'm like maybe i'll just never be happy again i'm like well maybe that's it it's dukkha it's suffering (laughs) i'm a buddhist (laughs) i just choose whichever philosophy i want to attach to depending on my emotions um but yeah when i grow up i want to be you basically (laughs) <laughs> don't do that don't do that I, I am not that cool <laughs> no um, but you know what I was thinking I think I saw a post that you did were you 27 quite recently yeah 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 you were 27 and I was just like I was thinking today I was like oh you know do I wish I, I part of me wishes I was doing this when I was 27 because it was like you know like uh, that would have saved me yeah. a decade or so of like of like you know like the stuff you were talking about being a prick basically or whatever yeah but actually Actually, no, I don't because it's like no. it's all it's it's all led to I wouldn't have been able to do shelf help when I was 27. Like, it, yeah. like I didn't know enough. Like, you know, it didn't like what makes shelf help a success is all of my experience, all of my connections, all of my downtimes as well as uptimes, you know, all of that. So it's like all of this is kind of like by the time you're 44, you are going to be obviously an enlightened guru. Uh, sitting <laughs> somewhere in your <laughs> in your palatial mansion on a mountain <laughs> yeah but I think um yeah it's like there's thinking that you know you've got to you, you need to have things sorted by a certain time and that you need to like you so you think time's running out it's like it's like you're, like, you're where you're supposed to be yeah, I very 100%. much believe that and it's like you're in a position now to be sharing you know your audience resonate with you with your age with your you know experience with the way you deliver things and it's brilliant that you were able to talk to so many different experts and authors from all different from different backgrounds and with their own experiences and then together that just creates something so powerful I think yeah and and that's it I always think like I have a tendency to be like what what if it goes wrong but I'm very quick to like oh what if it goes right Hmm. because even if this podcast goes wrong it's fulfilled everything and more for me so I have 
nothing mm. to lose. I've been speaking to amazing people. I've been like encouraged to read all these self-help books and, and learn so much about myself. I'm like, if the whole thing went to shit, it would be all right because I've had such an amazing time. Even if sometimes yeah. I haven't realized it, it's, it's been great. And that's the kind of like journey. As soon as you start reading books, like actually, do you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't change this and I wouldn't change mm. anything that's happened before because right here, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. Um, I'm just going to flash up Atomic Habits one more time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you know this book. You've probably, you've probably covered it. Um, James Clear talks a lot about, um, he doesn't really believe in, well, he does not, he does believe in goals, but he's like, that's not the best way to, to kind of, no. to become a good, a better person. He's like, everyone that goes to the Olympics has the goal of winning a gold medal. They don't all do it. And so there's, so it, having a goal isn't the only thing you need. And he yeah. talks a lot about how the habits are that consistently small doing of things. And that actually changes you as a person. So as yeah. if you're consistently doing those things, whether that's doing your meditation, saving, um, not talking to yourself, you know, nastily, going for a walk, all these different things. It's like, by the time you get to where you think the destination is or where you think that goal is, you're changed as a person and yeah. the habits that you've that you've given yourself actually then you'll have a new better bigger different goal and so it's like yeah. it, I think that's really good to, rem- to remember as well because like you said again before it's like sometimes it feels like things aren't working and writing a little bit of gratitude every day or like going you know outside for a five minute walk when you're not really feeling it it's like yeah, yeah but showing up doing those things every day is what actually uh, what does he say there's um every action you take is a, is a vote, is a vote to the, to the person, person you want to be yeah. and it's like and like that's so like so like when you're kind of like oh shall i i'm like shall i just have a glass of wine i know it's only tuesday but it's bit oh it's like it was dark at four o'clock so i think i really should have a glass of wine it's like with the person i want to be have a glass of wine just because it's tuesday no <laughs> yeah. so it's like kind of that the reframe sometimes sometimes she would yeah sometimes she does mostly not <laughs> Sometimes she does have two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. I, th- I think Atomic Habits completely changed my life in terms of just, I, I, mm. I think it's so simple now. He's, he's put it so simply. I'm like, if I just do something every day, I'll eventually yeah. get good at it and something yeah. good will probably come. And if it doesn't, at least I'm yeah. good at something that I wasn't good at before. And I've got that like self-efficacy of like, oh shit, I can, I can learn stuff. And that's important. And I think that's another, another thing that people forget is that the, they are capable of learning yes yeah totally and you are capable of learning at any time like you don't need to be like saying I'm too old to do something and like I don't ever really I've never I've never really kind of thought about that maybe sometimes now when I actually think about my age I'm like oh I actually quite I'm quite old maybe to be learning some new stuff but I don't feel like that ever so like it's not and in in our book club we have literally because it's now a, a digital product as well um, well, even actually when we did face-to-face meetups, we did like uh, feel, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. And we had a, like a 22-year-old with a brand new kind of re-release copy. And then we had this Indian grandma who had a copy from when she first moved to the UK from India. And she wow. bought it. And they were both at the same book club and with me. And like we're all, and like, this is like Hammersmith in London. And talking about the book. And like it was like, how amazing that you it's their universal themes that affect everybody. And actually, the 22-year-old listening to uh, a grandma talking about what she took from the book is gonna it's gonna change her perspective of the book of herself of you know and yeah. then the grandma looking at 22 year old is going to be able to to think about things differently so yeah I'm very much like you always can and if you're not learning what are you doing like you know yeah. there's like when people are just like I haven't got time to read it's like well you know and maybe it's not reading but maybe watch a TED talk or maybe do listen to a podcast yeah. or maybe 
yeah it's like I don't it, I don't think it's something that you if you don't make time for it like what else are you doing really I know yeah. people just live in their life but it's just like that's just to me just people kind of lie really. about what they're doing as well like I'm really <laughs> trying to get people to get off Instagram at the moment which I know is so counterproductive and maybe my income will probably be affected by that but I think it's mm. it's worth it to the point where I'm like guys everyone's spending way too much time on their phones our attention yeah. spans are paying a hefty price for this mm. like this is it's not an emergency but like it's it's really bad it's really concerning yeah. like how mm. much time people are spending on their phones and then be like oh, I haven't got time for this it's like no you do you're just leveraging you're like you're giving it away to other people on Instagram stories and and Instagram yeah. posts and that's that's not okay you shouldn't you shouldn't yeah. be okay with that and I'm very reluctant to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. But I think when it comes to like their life and being able to live in the world that we are actually in, the real world that's solid and that we can feel, getting off your fucking phone is going to be one of the most important things that you can do because they, 20 years ago, they were not in our hands all the time. Now, like you, you'd have a panic attack if you left your phone at home, probably. Like it's, it just doesn't <laughs> happen for people. Well, um, Stephen Bartlett, the happy, sexy millionaire, who made his millions by running a social media marketing company, yeah. also says, get off social media. <laughs> so, because yeah. he's like, I mean, he's obviously on it, but he's from a, from a business point of view. Yeah. But he's, I don't like, yeah, he talks about all him, of that. Like... Exactly. He doesn't need to do that. And he's, and what he's saying is, um, he talks about like the comparison, especially. Like, it's like, there's, it's, it's not, even if you say that you're using Instagram for good, you know, for good, and you've got like, you've kind of curated your feed. So it's only positive things and stuff. Mm. It's like, it's, you you can't help comparing yourself when you're seeing everybody's kind of, and even if we know that these perfect worlds, right, it's still, mm. it's still, there's still something there saying I should be doing, especially I think if you're like you and I, maybe it's like, oh, I should be doing more. I should have been, do, I should have done that. Or I need to be thinking about doing that. And it's like, as soon as you get into that mindset, you've taken yourself away from creating your own content. Yeah. Like there's a guy I follow called Daniel Priestley. Um, and he's actually, uh, he runs business courses. So he's a very, yeah. but he's about, he's like, stop consuming and create. Don't yeah. like just, why are you consuming other people's content? You're making money for someone else every time you're doing that. He's like, we're here to create. And he sort of talks about, you know, creating a business based on what your, um, what your skills are and what your you know passions are and stuff. But he's like, but yeah. I, I, that really resonated. It's like, if you can't create while you're consuming, right? So if you yeah. want to make anything good, then, um, and again, back to the podcast that you did with this guy about the distraction. He's like, look, if you love Instagram, give yourself an hour, half an hour a day, go on it yeah. and enjoy it guilt free. But I challenge any, literally anyone listening or watching to do that and to like yeah. say that that was like has filled their need for Instagram. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, it, you know, it just there's a, there's a reason it's designed to be addictive, isn't it? It's like yeah. all this dopamine stuff. We know it all and we still get even you and I who read about this stuff and know it <laughs> and are like conscious of it still can't help doing it so imagine the people who don't know any of this stuff and are just yeah. you know they're just they're just in the instagram the, 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 the doom scroll yeah they should join a book club shouldn't they <laughs> do you know what <laughs> i think everyone should join a book club really <laughs> <laughs> where, although where, we are on instagram <laughs> yeah where where can people i think i think that is a we've we've run over um but where can people join the book club where can people find you if they want to find out more about it because just for everyone that's listening, I won't Instagram. be doing a book club for about <laughs> five, six months at least. So uh, don't worry about being disloyal well, to me. <laughs> 
when you uh, when you write your book maybe we could cover it in the book club that seems like yeah. uh that actually seems like a good um kind of combination of our talents yeah uh it'll be i promise you it'll be good i'm really quite I confident in my writing when it happens which is decent when it happens it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be great it's gonna be great I, I know i have faith um yeah so if you are on instagram guys then um stop scrolling and go to shelfhelp.club because that is our Instagram account. And so I do, I post like every, I think every six days and we do like um, sometimes interviews with authors doing an Instagram live about men's mental health next week. So there's always different stuff going on there. Lots of book recommendations. Shelfhelp.club is the website. So www.shelfhelp.club. Um, and then our next book will be coming out and we'll, we open the doors for our membership every time we announce a new book and we have the doors open for about two weeks and after oh, cool. that we close the doors so that so that everyone in the book club is like you're in then and so then that's yeah. kind of adds to the accountability like I've tried lots of different things like trying to make it free trying to make it join any time and it's like it's 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 working what like learning what works for me uh, what works as a business and also what works for people to help them be accountable because that's what yeah. people really come to the book club for isn't it so we on the 1st of January will be announcing the new book for January and February, which is a goodie. Um, and then then you're able to join our membership if you're if you're interested in uh, yeah, so Zoom meetups, author events, that kind of stuff. And like we send an email every week, say with a with a kind of reading reminder, just like a gentle nudge, yeah. just to remind you that you signed up for this, you wanted your best self on the first of January yeah. said you want to read more. Because I think like I've been like playing with some of like the marketing copy for like, you know. Do, could you read a book every two months of course you could like could you read a, a chain of book that a, a self-help yeah. book every two months of course you could do you no probably not yeah. and why not it's because life gets in the way right so um lots of our members like lo lots of people that come to the book club if you join as a bookworm you get the book sent and they just keep joining and they just keep rejoining because they're just like every two months they get the book and then the, the meetups are there and then it's just ready to go so they're just yeah. like even like I said, even if it's a book that, and it's usually a book they wouldn't have picked themselves. So that has actually, so there's someone else to curate that. And then I do content around it, like um, workbooks and journals and, you know, stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's basically like we take a book and then dive deeper into it. So it gives you um, more, I think it helps, it helps you process it. It helps you kind of yeah. like take on the, the, the techniques and the learnings from it. And also, yeah, we do it with friends because I really feel like, self-help is a bit of a misnomer it's like yes of course you're working on yourself but it doesn't need to be done by yourself it's actually much more powerful yeah. when you do it with a community with like people who are in the same in the same zone like I think when I first started I just assumed everyone would come with their mates but most people come by themselves because their mates aren't into this stuff so then they yeah. make new mates <laughs> that's the whole point yeah. of self-help I suppose yeah, oh, I love that. Well thank you for coming to talk to me about it I've really enjoyed this conversation and I'll definitely be joining for January will you you heard yeah. it here guys well, i <laughs> think if there. you don't have to run it <laughs> you'll yeah, be happy yeah. right exactly <laughs> once once a week you can kind of turn up and yeah. Uh, yeah and the thing is we talk about the stuff we're talking about is universal like i said isn't it so whatever the book is we'll actually be talking about your experiences of that and yeah. uh, other people so it's uh yeah so thank you for having me and letting me uh, ramble on about self-help for an hour or so it's uh, my pleasure hopefully the listeners they're the right listeners <laughs> they'll get yeah, it yeah. <laughs> well thank you very much for listening everyone if you enjoyed that and you took something from it please do consider sharing it with someone friend family mother uh, your mother aunt i don't know whoever it helps you know sharing spreading the word of books to save people's lives maybe cannot guarantee that i just made that bit up but it is important to share it and it does help the podcast grow so consider doing that 
if you will. There are a lot of relevant links in the description of this episode, or you can just head to the link tree at the bottom of the description and you'll find all of them there. That is for Headspace, that is for BetterHelp, that is for 10% off your Heights subscription because they also sponsor the podcast. That is the brain care supplement that I've been using for the last three months. It's given me better sleep, my anxiety is reduced and my focus is better, which is quite important when you're trying to make up for lost time and learn things. So if you want to get the brain nutrition right and get yourself fully nourished inside your brain then head to the link in the description and use the code need to read with the number two and you get 10 percent off of any subscription honestly after three months they're claiming that there's all sorts of benefits coming in and i'm starting to see it like the focus the sleep the anxiety it's great it's actually continued so who knows i don't think it's a placebo if i'm honest but Try it for yourself and let me know how you get on. I'm always keen to hear how you're getting on with people that sponsor the podcast because we need to keep a high standard. Now that is all out of the way. There's lots of exciting things coming up on the podcast and one of those things would be a little bit more consistency from me. So apologies if you ever feel you're waiting for podcasts. Hopefully there are loads for you to catch up on if you have missed any, but I would just like to apologise for missing a few uploads recently. I've had quite a lot of building work in my building and it is just not ideal. So yeah, I apologise. I will do better. If you ever feel like you want to contact me, feel free to email me. You're all absolute legends. I love you all. Bye-bye.